Welcome, everybody. I'm Chris Miller, author of the number one best-selling book, Ready for Pre-Tirement, Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. I'm so honored to be the host of this show called Ready, Set, Retire. Do you lay awake at night wondering if you have enough money to pay the bills, let alone retire? In this show, your vision will be transformed, and I will show you how to have safe money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals, businesses, and families over the past 20-plus years and proud to say I've never lost $1 of my clients' money. I will share with you secrets that I've learned over two decades that only the few rich know about, and these have been around for centuries. Most Americans are not prepared for the golden years, let alone today. No matter what your financial status is, you can be prepared to enjoy your life and never run out of money. I have some amazing guests that I've invited to our show today. And we are going to share with you things that you've probably never even heard about. Today I'm honored to have Lorraine Conaway. She's a financial strategist and has been helping clients nationwide in their financial futures for over 20 years. In addition, Lorraine is passionate about education and thus speaking at seminars all over the country. You can also catch her co-hosting Smart Money Talk Radio on an NBC-affiliated station. Susan Green is also one of my guests today, and she's a financial strategist with Conaway & Conaway, bringing over 25 years of corporate and management experience to the company. Her unique perspective in multiple industries helps her properly plan the strategic dimensions of her clients' planning. Today, I want to welcome my wonderful guests, Lorraine and Susan. Why, thank you for having us today, Chris. Yes, thank you, Chris. We're happy to be here. Yeah, this is really this is really good. I love talking about how to you know preserve more of what you make. You were talking just a minute ago about do you ever feel like wow the bills are piling up and what you what are we going to do? And so <laughs> there, there's a lot of things that people can do to keep more of what they work so hard for. I'm so glad that's to have you say that because you know that's a question I get asked a lot. You know, well, what about people that are running out of money and how are this and how is that? Well, mm-hmm. one question I've been asked a whole lot about is what does the Affordable Health Care Act mean for you? So you well, guys, Chris, this is first. really one of the most monumental uh, changes to our laws uh, since probably Medicare and Social Security were implemented. So we know it's an important topic to our clients. And with all the new legislations that are taking place, you know, and and with all of the votes happening out there in July, August, September, you know, we think that it's really important to take a look at this and see how it will affect you. Um, So we are going to be able to answer some of these questions here today and provide some strategies to potentially offset the rising cost of these changes. Yeah, and one. Go ahead. Go on. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, one of the things I wanted to to add about the Affordable Health Care Act is that it was enacted in uh, 2010. So there's been some changes that people have seen on their taxes. And so, just as one example, we are not tax advisors. We are our financial strategists. But people will find that if they're making individually over 200,000 or married over 250,000 that there will be a excise tax of 3.8% on on certain types of uh income. And so we're seeing that that there are changes that are coming about slowly through 2010, 11, 12, 13, but the big big change that's coming is in the Health Care Act. And the health care what is coming down the pipeline? Woo, coming down the pipeline. It's January, big changes, January 2015, and we want to talk about those, uh, what those changes and how it affects people today. We want to talk about a couple of things, how it affects people, but then we want to talk about 
what can you do? And offline, before we started this recording, we were having a conversation with you, Chris, about there's a lot of data, a lot of information, a lot of news press of the Obama Affordable Care Act. However, people are, are saying what's coming down the pipeline, but hardly anybody, if anyone, is saying, well, what can you do about it? Right, right. So that's what we want to cover, too. Yeah, you know, Lorraine, that's really great, and, and I'm thinking about this as we're, we're doing this. I'm going to invite everybody to go ahead and submit questions because we're going to be continuing this show. There's so much content here, and like Susan was saying, the laws are continually changing. We want to update people. I mean, what you've already just said, I didn't even know about, and so that is really great information. So I want to invite all our listeners to send any questions about this, you can go ahead and send them to me at Chris, K-R-I-S, at readyforpretirement.com. And that's R-E-A-D-Y-F-O-R-P-R-E-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T.com. So that way we can incorporate these questions in our shows as we go forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay, yeah. Well, the first thing that we wanted to talk about is is the health care. So, Come January 1, 2015, it is required that all citizens purchase coverage or eventually, or they can pay a penalty. So either they'll have to pay for coverage, health care coverage, or pay a penalty to the IRS. And one of the things is, is that there is kind of like a myth out there that, oh, you know, I'm going to get a subsidy from the government and my health insurance, you know, it's going to be lower. So we had a health insurance expert run a scenario for us, which I found was interesting. Uh, Number one is, is that people who are uninsurable will be able to get insurance. So that's the good news. That's really phenomenal news. So for all those people who were getting declined will now have coverage. The not so good news is is that the insurance premiums are increasing 30 to 45 percent. So we had an example ran, somebody in their mid-20s today for basic coverage, you know, full coverage, may pay 75 to 80 dollars a month. Well, what was interesting is because of the increase in coverage and even after the subsidy from uh, the IRS because they would be in a lower income tax bracket, what would happen is they would their net cost would probably go from $75, $80 to $100, $125 a month. So a person, let's say in their mid-20s, can choose to go, well, I need coverage, so they're going to pay anywhere from $100 to $125 a month after they get their credit, or they could pay a penalty. Now, the penalty may end up being $100, $150 for the entire year. So a young person may say, well, I could pay you know, $1,200, $1,500 for coverage, but I'm going to get coverage after subsidy, or pay 100 to $200 in penalty. I don't know. What do you think, Chris? What do you think that, that those people, most of them will do? Opt out. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't take long to answer that. No, I, can, I can save money here. You know, I'm young. I don't even think I'm going to ever get sick. That's for those, you know, you're young, you think you're going to live forever. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's, wow, that's a great point there. All of it. Yeah. So, so, um, so, so we were, you know, just talking about what this yeah. act means, and, and Lorraine said, the, you know, the good part of it is that they, they will no longer be able to deny coverage to people with pre-existing conditions, and that's great because there are people who have not been able to get health insurance, and that's a, you know, a part of the law that's been enacted, you know, and another part of the law that uh, appears good is that. Um, they can no, the insurance companies can no longer impose lifetime or annual maximums. And that also is good because there are people who, you know, exceeded the allotted amount that the insurance company would give them 
for, uh, you know, very serious illnesses. So, you know, those are really important aspects of the Affordable uh, Health Care Act. You know, being on our side, you know, we see the, you know, implications for the financial planning part of things, but this is something that, of course, the guaranteed no medical underwriting uh, part of it is um, positive for a number of U.S. citizens. And, um, you know, and then another part of what's happening is that the state health exchanges will open. Uh, they are starting to open in October uh, for people, individuals, uh, to go online. Uh, there is one that is the, you know, the Covered California Health Exchange, California.gov. Uh, Those will be available to people to go online and get their insurance. So uh, they'll be able to enroll there uh, right away, and uh, that is part of the what we call the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. Now, there are some other elements to that that get more complicated because people will qualify uh, for insurance based on their modified adjusted gross income. They'll get subsidies uh, for the low-income people, and they'll be at different levels of gold, bronze, you know, et cetera. So they will be getting subsidies, or if they don't qualify for the subsidies, they will be kicked into Medicaid, which is kind of the bad part of it, oh. because there are people who have private insurance now who will apply for a subsidy who will then not be qualified for the subsidy and be kicked right into the Medicaid program. It's going to extend oh, Medicaid no. tremendously. Oh, wow. Medicaid is horrible for people, really. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> you know, horror stories about that. Yeah, I, you know, what's so interesting is that is that I wanted to discover if we have time a little bit about the low-income uh, earner and a little bit about the high-income earner and what it means for them. Right. On the low-income earner, and this is all public um, documented mm -hmm. information, the government is... Um, going to be cutting Medicare 450 billion B B with the B billion dollars, wow. and and so we're seeing it now when people who are retired are going to get their prescriptions filled, they're being told, oh you got to pay more money, and they're like what? <laughs> and generic only <laughs> if you're even lucky. And so yeah. the the benefits are reduced. The copay has increased, and now the number of people qualifying for Medicare is increasing. Wow. Yeah. Boy, you guys are scary. <laughs> no, we're not trying to be. We started with the good, the pre-existing conditions. No, no, no. Yeah. no, I mean, it's nothing to do with you. I'm just saying this is really important, and this nobody knows about this. This is so good. So... So the forty four hundred fifty billion cut in Medicare already, they're seeing that in their prescriptions, and then the copay increased. Yeah, and the four hundred fifty billion cuts is within the next decade, uh, and but this already has has started. So, yeah. so the concern that people have is whether they're retired or uh, whether they're looking at wow, I'm going to be planning my retirement is how am I going to cover these higher costs? Where is that money coming from? And so while people are working, you know, the health insurance premiums are going to shift from premiums based on health care to premiums based on financials. What are your financial situation? And so if you're a high income earner, you're going to pay more money for health insurance based on your financial situation, and if you're in the lower income, you still may end up paying more because health insurance is increasing, like I said, to 30 to 45% to increase. So even after the, the government gives a credit, a subsidy for the low-income earners, and uh, Medicare is being, the benefits are being reduced. So one of the things that we look at is, is how can you preserve your money and how can you increase the, the the income that you work so hard for? Well, there are a lot of different strategies and the different ways to do that so that you're prepared and so that you do have the extra funds 
to cover these higher costs in the health care. So do you want to... Do you want to get into that today, or was just given overall about everything you're talking about? Well, one of the things is is that we could do that in another time because it's yeah. it's different for different uh, people, and there's a lot of different strategies. Today, we wanted to cover what is the Obama Affordable Health Care Act, otherwise known as the PPAC, the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. What, what What is that? What does it cover? Because for their audience, there are important facts regarding uh, whether you're a business owner, whether you have employees, whether you don't have employees, right. and how is it going to affect you if you're 50-plus employees or less than 50? Right. You know, what, 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 are those, what are those things, and how do you minimize that? Yeah, right. and Chris, yeah. you know, one of the things that was in the news yesterday was that UPS uh, is going to be cutting benefits uh, due to the uh, Affordable Care Act to spouses of employees because um, there are 15,000 spouses, and this is a lot of money for UPS to, uh, you know, be encumbered with, so they will be um, cutting their benefits, as well as a couple of other companies that we took a look at. Wow. So so how how are the individuals going to be able to get health care, health insurance in the future? It seems a little confusing. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, if you're an individual, you're going to go to your state uh, exchange. And as I mentioned, you know, California has one for individuals. They've got one for individuals, and then they have one for the small business as well. And um, so as an individual, you'll go online, you'll be able to request help, you will go in there and state, uh, we, I have not actually been on the system yet except to look at the, the basic form, um, but you will input your income, you'll input your health, your age, and all of those things, and then they'll come back to you um, with a quote. So as an individual, you will be able to start getting insurance October 1, um, and this will close for individuals um, March 31st. Uh, any employer, small business employers, under 50 employees will also be able to send people uh, to the small business exchange, and large employers will be doing it through another system. Um, so, you know, it's kind of uh, divided up into individuals, small businesses under 50 employees, and the larger businesses. And that's the way. Um, they have allocated their resources for the different websites. Okay, so is it still available through private insurers, or you? I mean, you can still get private insurance, right? Yeah, you could still um, get private insurance. What happens is, is that um, let's say a, a person who, say, like like a company like us. You know, we could get a group plan. However, it would be probably more cost-effective in us instead of us getting a private group plan for our employees because we're under 50. What happens is is that because of their income and their age, it would be much more beneficial for them to go through the exchange. So one of the things that a business owner can do is they could set up a um, a reimbursement plan that what happens is you cannot discriminate, but you can set up a, a, a reimbursement plan for insurance, which is tax deductible to the employer and tax-free to the employee. So, for example, if I say, you know, the um, the administration, uh, everybody in administration would get a $200 a month reimbursement, I, th- then I could deduct $200 a month for each employee, and that's tax-free income uh, to them that they could use to pay for their coverage through the exchange. But me, I could go ahead and get a uh a private policy. One of the interesting things, though, that I was reading, 
in one of the several books that, that I purchased is my husband has diabetes and he likes to get the Cadillac, you know, coverage. And if he wanted to get the Cadillac coverage for him, the insurance carrier would pay a 40% penalty to provide him that coverage. And that coverage would be based, the premiums based on his modified adjusted gross income. So not only would he pay based on his income, but the insurance company would pay a penalty if they provided that private coverage, which to your point, could you still get private coverage? Right. It's, 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 the, the goal is to keep a middle ground so nobody has really, you know, the Mercedes Cadillac coverage and then people, you know, they don't have, you know, a bottom. There's a middle ground. So trying to keep everybody in the middle. Is that making sense? Yeah, yeah, it's making sense, but it seems like just the average person and that's they're going to need a, a college course on this. This is really a lot. <laughs> there are so many town hall meetings on this. <laughs> oh, and you, you know, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not a, ta- I don't do any tax, I don't give any tax advice, but, you know, I think in the money world, and this is just to me, is like, whoa, this is so complicated. <laughs> you know, what's so, what's so interesting is that everybody finds it complicated, and when this act started, uh, it was my understanding that it started with 2,000 pages, and now it's well over 8,000 pages, and it's not completed yet. Uh, it was impossible for uh, Congress to get this implemented by January 1, 2014, thus the extension because it's so complicated and there's so many pieces and it keeps changing. For example, right. you know, if you want coverage, you have to go to the so-called exchange and you get to choose, do you want bronze, silver, metal, you know, what, what type of plan do you want? Um, and and the it, before it was called the exchange, it was the, um, it was called the marketplace. So the languaging is changing, which even makes it even more complex to understand. Right, right. <laughs> Boy, I, I know. Just the, even the, the titles are too complicated. So, <laughs> all right. So um, what if your employer doesn't offer insurance? You'll be able to get it through the exchange, and then you're going to get the comparisons. So um, what do you think? What what are some of the taxes that are going to impact the listeners, everybody that's listening right now? Um, well, first of all, in order to pay for this, in even including the websites on the exchanges and all the support that goes along with all of that, uh, the intention of this law is to raise about $1.1 trillion in taxes through either spending cuts, Lorraine was just talking about, for, to Medicare, and then also new taxes. So it's a very big deal. Um, there's going to be a lot that's affected in the next couple of years by that. So, you know, one of the uh, areas that's going to be impacted is this new Medicare tax. So in 2013, um, we already have an additional 0.9% Medicare tax that's imposed on wages and self-employment income for individuals, single filers of over 200,000 and, and also for married couples of over 250,000 filing jointly. Um, and of course, there's also different filing areas such as a um, married person who's filing separately. So that would be limited to 125,000. But this is a new tax that's just been implemented, the 0.9% Medicare tax. Wow. And then there's also um, self-employed persons who are going to be facing a 3.8% rate on earnings over those above thresholds. So that is also an additional tax. And, uh, you know, so you've got two things happening. These are the most talked about taxes. Um, And then that 3.8% Medicare tax that's going to apply to investment income I mean, that's going to affect people for all kinds of things because, you know, we're talking about investment income. You're talking about, you know, everything from your uh, earnings for your accounts 
to, you know, we're also going to be talking about capital gains on sales of homes. Uh, there's a lot that's going to be affected by this. Wow, if people are, aren't even making, you know, 0.5% in a bank, and they're going to be taxed. Well, that's crazy. Well, okay. And, and now, you say these, this is starting in 2013, these taxes, correct? Well, it's it's kind of been a grid or graded um, tax. For example, the 3.8 uh, Medicare tax is started in 2013. The uh, the there were some previous taxes that had started in 2012. So. The best thing for people to do is to talk to their tax advisor on where they are in these additional taxes because all of this is, there's a new word that people are going to learn. It is MAGI. MAGI is modified, a gross, uh, modified adjusted gross income. Modified adjusted gross income because all of the, their, their premiums, and these taxes are going to be based on that. So looking at ways to reduce their modified adjusted gross income is going to be critical and key. Um, one of the things that I think is, is great for business owners is if they're an S-corporation, mm -hmm. the net profits on the S-corporation are excluded from the 3.8% Medicare tax. The Cash value growth inside of a life insurance is excluded from the 3.8% Medicare tax. And an annuity that is deferred, once the money comes out, it's subject to tax, but once it's, it's deferred on annuities, when they are deferred, it is excluded from the 3.8. And the 3.8 Medicare tax is, is once you hit a threshold in income, which is the modified adjusted gross income. Once you hit those thresholds, then you're subject to these taxes. But there are ways to reduce the modified adjusted gross income, and there are ways to uh, exclude investments that are not subject to the 3.8. Yay. Oh, Yay! Yes, yeah. I like that. That was great. Those are all the things that I love to do. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the duties and the life insurance, S-Corps, yay. Hey, for those <laughs> wow, I hit a gold mine there. <laughs> yeah, that was a gold mine right there. Hey, for those, of, those of you that are just joining us, you're listening to, to Ready, Set, Retire. And I have some amazing guests with me today. I have Lorraine Conaway. She's a financial strategist with Conaway & Conaway. And you, she's a co-host of Smart Money Talk Radio on NBC Affiliate Station. And Susan Green, she's also a financial strategist with Conaway & Conaway. And she's got 25 years of corporate experience. And my friends here are talking about this amazing details of the new uh, Affordable Care Act, and um, so I want to, right now would be a good time, you guys, if you want to let everybody know how they could reach out to you and, and get in contact if they'd like to find out some more information about what you do. Okay, great. Uh, it is www.conawayandconaway.com, that's C-O-N-A-W-A-Y, and to spelled out A and D and Conaway again C O N A W A Y dot com, and our, we have a toll free number which is eight 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 two six six two nine two nine eight 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 two six six two nine two nine that actually spells out Conaway. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> that. Well, you know, you guys, I'm really, you know, I wanted to just send some kudos your way because you've raised over twenty two million dollars in plan gifts for various charities. And I just think that's so awesome, Lorraine. And you're you're very modest, but you've also been nominated in 2011, 2012, 2013, a Woman in Business Award by the Orange County Business Journal, and that's pretty cool. So you guys got a lot of value to share with everybody here. So again, if you anybody that's listening, send your questions to Chris at Ready for Pretirement. Uh, that's K-R-I-S at R-E-A-D-Y-F-O-R-P-R-E-T 
T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T.com. And then we can incorporate those questions for some continuing shows that we're going to have. We may be creating a series on this because there's so much to it. So let's come back now and drill down on um, what you were talking about. I like where we last left off there. <laughs> okay, I would love to. But I, I just want to say, Chris, I just want to shout out um, uh, kudos to you for doing the radio show and providing this uh, great information to all of your listeners and being committed to really helping your listeners and your clients. So good for you. Thanks, Lorraine. I appreciate that. I just <laughs> really, you know, that's with retirement plan, retirement early yeah. so your money, your health, and your peace of mind is there when you need it. And we need that a lot right now. So there's a lot, a lot of good things that we can share. So. Okay, good. Okay, well, one of the things is we when we left off, we were talking about what are the things you can do, you know, um, the, the items that are excluded from the 3.8 Medicare tax uh, to preserve more what you have. And so there's some great, great vehicles out there for that. Another, another thing that, that people can do is they could establish a HSA account, a health savings account. So deductibles are going higher. And as deductibles are going higher, we're like, okay, um, we have to pay more out of pocket. But if you do it tax efficiently, so you get a tax deduction for contributing money in a health savings account. So the maximum for a family is $6,000. I think it's 3000 for an individual. Your health insurance agent can give you those exact numbers. And you get a deduction and you can use it for wellness. Uh, you could use it for your co-pays. You could use it for your deductible. So it is a way to uh, pay for those items tax deductibly so you keep more of your income. So I wanted to share you know, that with you. And also another phenomenal way to preserve more of what you make is through a cash benefit. Have you, have you heard of cash benefits, Chris? Yes, I have, but I don't know much about them. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I signed up for a cash benefit three days prior to tearing my meniscus and my ACL. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so had I had this cash benefit after, you know, if I would have had it before, if I would have, if I would have had it before I tore my knee up, yeah. I would have, um, first of all, it's, it's like $20 a pay period. We get paid twice a month. So it's $40 or less. could be as low as $8 a, a pay period or $16 a month. And uh, one of the companies that most people are familiar with is the Aflac Duck. Mm -hmm. right. You see those commercials. Yeah. And yeah. what happens is, is that I had the um, insurance person cover uh, what would have happened? What would have happened for me is is I would have gotten paid for the days that I was off work each day. I would have gotten paid for going to the emergency. I would have gotten paid for uh, the days that you know when uh, so having my surgery. I would have gotten paid a cash benefit for all the doctor visits that I had, and so adding all that up would have been thousands of dollars. <laughs> What? What was that called again? <laughs> it is a um, cash benefit, and it's through, it's accidental, um, oh gosh, it's uh, when you have accidents and you're sick. It's supplemental. It's supplemental. It's supplemental, supplemental insurance. Okay. And wow. so it's extremely inexpensive. So for people who are like, I can't afford to get sick, I can't afford to be off work. I can't afford to pay these high costs. It is an excellent way to supplement those, you know, th those those days where stuff happens, like with right. my knee. That's great. Wow. Yeah, it's it's you know, and and so th there are examples where people get four thousand, five thousand benefit uh, for. Uh, an accident that they have or they got in a car accident or something happens. And so it's just looking at how do I 
keep more of what I make? And what are the things that I could do? So there's the health savings account. There's the supplemental cash benefits. Uh, there's more, you know, that could be done. Maybe your employer can give a uh, a um, health uh, reimbursement, you know, to you. And so employers are also looking at how can they provide benefits, but also minimize cost. And so. It's interesting, as this economy is evolving and changing, we're, we're trying to change and evolve with it and go, okay, it's almost, I call it like a chess game. You know, it's like, okay, the government's moving uh, here, they're not here, how am I going to protect my king? What am I going to do? And, and so it's learning how to play the game. And when you learn how to play the game, you're like, oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Checkmate. Right, exactly. Wow, those are great, great strategies. So, um, you know, some of, you're talking about, you know, how to offset, right, some of the strategies to offset the rising health care costs. You've talked a little bit about maybe, you know, like you could drill down a little more onto that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uh so, so there's, you know, it, it, everybody's different. Every situation is unique. So just looking at each person's individual unique situation, it's a wide scale. I mean, you're going from, you know, like you said at the very, very beginning of your show, you ask the question, are you struggling to pay your bills, up to, you know, I've, I've built up an estate. I want to protect it. I've worked hard. Uh, and and how do I protect that? Right. So the wide spectrum, it's so unique and different. So it's so okay. So I um, I own a business, and um, you've talked a little bit about that. You know how to offset what you know. Say you have an S corp, and other things that you re- reduce your MAGI right to increase cash flow real estate investments, right? Yeah, well, going back to owning a business, you know what's so interesting, Chris, is that I've come across people who, uh, I, I, I came across somebody who's making about 380, 380000 just under $400,000. Uh, they have an S-Corp, but they weren't funneling the the revenue through their S corp, so they weren't taking advantage. And you see that people set up entities, but they really don't know how to use them. And uh-oh. and what? <laughs> I said yes. Uh oh. <laughs> I was one of those victims myself. Oh. <laughs> oh, imagine that. <laughs> so, yes. so what happens is in this scenario is let's say that. Okay, so at that kind of income level, you're going to hit all the thresholds, and you're going to be at the maximum tax, and you're going to pay the additional 3.8. You're going to pay the additional 0.9. You're just going to, you know, if you're living in California, you're going to pay, wow, 12% or plus in state taxes. So, I mean, it's it's outrageous. Yeah. So utilizing the S Corporation and uh, what 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 we did is we talked to the CPA, and the CPA said he was comfortable with an $80,000 salary. So now having the salary at 80000 looking at taking the excess uh, income after expenses, putting it into a defined benefit, which is excluded uh, retirement accounts from the 3.8 excise Medicare tax. So putting, getting a deduction and putting money in a... Uh, solo 401k, using defined benefit, lowering the net profits, which is also excluded, as we mentioned earlier. So now the modified adjusted gross income, there's that word again, the MAGI, got to learn that. So so now it's 80000 on salary and maybe another, you know, uh, 100000 on net profit. So that's one hundred eighty thousand dollars versus three hundred eighty thousand. Right. Mm. Huge, huge, huge shift. Giant shift. 
of, of looking at what is the business owner doing and reorganizing what they're doing to keep more of what they make and you know being conscious about okay health this this uh, um, affordable health care act is coming into play and how can I minimize the cost of health care and how can I cover the high cost of of, uh, of the expenses not just in premiums but in copays right. and so looking at a, a business owner and one of the things that we like to do is if you're listening and you're saying to yourself, but I'm retired, I don't have a business. I find a lot of retirees who own real estate and they're not running their real estate like a business. And so if they ran their real estate like a business, huge opportunity there. Hmm. Or, huh? I said, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, you're talking about things that, that, that you know, I don't know about, and I think this is really great things that people don't know about these things that have businesses. Really. That's great. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Go on, go on, more, more. Yeah. <laughs> more, more, more. <laughs> more, more. <laughs> I was talking with somebody over the weekend who wants to, who who is passionate about woodworking. Uh-huh. And is like, okay, I want to... Um, I want to build these legacy boxes. The boxes, they're, they're, they're handcrafted wood boxes to give as, as gifts or sell. And uh, the key word is sell because that is a business. When you're passionate about something like that and you're working, you're buying the uh, material to cut the wood, you're buying the wood, you're buying the stain, you are uh, buying all of the equipment, and, and then you're selling those legacy boxes, then that is a business. So what happens is a lot of times people don't, they don't know that they are running a business because it's not a giant corporation with employees. So the mentality is, well, it's, it's just I'm working out of my garage. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 a lot of opportunity uh, there for for people of all ages. We come across people who are working for a company, so they're receiving a W two income. So there's nothing they could do in that circumstances to change their MAGI. That word again, modified just gross income. Right. But. But really, there is. There is. So what happens is, is that you see a lot of people who are who are receiving a W-2, and they have a side business. They're they're selling. I met somebody years ago. She's still doing it today. She's selling purses. She sells oh gobs of purses. Uh, somebody selling Mary Kay. Somebody selling Mona B. Somebody selling wine people selling all sorts of stuff that they're that they're not running it like a business even though they're W2 they can right isn't that fascinating it's totally fa- it's so like obvious that we miss it i mean i went 20 years without an s corp as a sole proprietor i mean talk about a waste of you know taxes and money because i didn't know how to structure and that's why i'm so impressed with Conway and Conway, you guys really have that down, and it fascinates me because there's so many things that we don't know. The simple person just misses that, and it's wow, that totally makes sense. That's great. Yeah, well, it's very complicated, Chris. And yeah. you know, I think that's really you know the bottom line is that, uh, and you said it right at the beginning. It's very hard for the average person to take all of this information in and. Uh, you know, put it in their heads and figure out what to do. So, right. you know, that's what we do. Spend a yeah, lot of time looking at all of this. You guys really have some great value and things to share, and and we can drill down into 
each, because I'm looking at this is overwhelming. So how do you make this digestible for the average person whose attention span is five seconds or seven seconds, right? Because that is so important. The points that you're saying are so important. You know, we might just have one for business owners, one for, you know, single people. I don't know. You, I'm going to throw that back at you, but this is really, really important. So, Yeah. Um, okay. To, well, to answer yeah. your question, how do we cover a, a wide scope with the listeners in a few seconds? Mm-hmm. I have, What I want to say is, is that there are options and there are ways to keep more of what you make, regardless of where you are. Period. That's what I could say in, in I don't know how many seconds that took. <laughs> it took yeah. Maybe three seconds, four yeah. seconds as I look at the clock. Uh, and then as far as drilling down, one of the things that's very powerful is getting together with you, Chris, and uh, with us together, and we could drill down and what is the person's individual situation and what are the things that would fit them best? It's, you can't. There, there's a library of strategies, so you right. can't just throw it all. All the books. You can't throw all the books at the people. It's too right. overwhelming. So just hand choosing the right strategy off of the library of strategies. Hand picking that strategy that's going to best fit them for their right. situation. It's custom design, and that. Yeah. That's what what impressed me with with you and and when I talked with your husband and and I watched him do a tax strategy on on the board and and it was just amazing. It really doesn't matter what level you're at. There are really creative ways to to save taxes to protect your assets, um, whether you're making a lot of money or little money. And you guys really know how to do that. I'm really impressed. And excited because I think this is this. You know, we're, we're we've got about ten minutes left, and and we've hardly even tipped the iceberg here. So, why don't you guys kind of direct where you'd like to, what you want to cover in the next ten minutes for everybody? Well, okay. I think. Well, I was just going to say there's a couple of points that you know that we talk about that are important for everybody to know. Well, not everybody, because as Lorraine said, you know, everybody's situation is different. But um, one area that we have come up against is that uh, people who have dependent children uh, up to the age of 26, they're now going to be able to be covered on their parents' insurance. So, you know, somebody out there listening may, you know, find that fact an important uh, point for the new insurance. Um, And then also... um, you know, we were talking about essential uh, benefits, and there will be a number of essential benefits that will be added to all insurance policies. Some of them will not count for a lot of people. For instance, they're basically putting maternity benefits on uh, all policies, and I personally don't need that anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, Chris, do you need maternity benefits? No, thank you. I'm, I'm Pass that class. <laughs> I'm that class. So I'm done with that, but it will be on our policies. And you're paying for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to be paying for it. Yeah, yeah I don't need it either. Yeah. And there will be other things such as, you know, emergency care services. An- another interesting element of the entire act is that um, preventative wellness uh, is an important part of it. So when you do go to your doctor for a checkup, uh, you will have to not, you won't have to pay a copay and it will be covered 100%. So standard things like a mammogram, uh, those should be paid for. In fact, we had a couple of uh, people we know who went in for their wellness uh, physical and they were being charged for uh, the physical with a copay. And uh, she happened to be a healthcare professional and was able wow. to catch them on that. So that's Another very important part of the healthcare act. Uh, that's really, really important, Susan. Is that people really should take the time to get a little bit educated. Um, what we find is that people don't know what questions to ask. Right. And and I think that 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 there should even be mm, more yeah. information on. Here's the questions you need to ask. Uh, because on all of the wellness benefits. There is no copay, regardless of what the copay is. 
and yet people are still paying their copay. And that's the way it is today in 2013. There should be no copay. Right. Yeah, in addition to that, if they did have that cash benefit, the supplemental that I was talking about where you get paid, uh-huh. you get a mammogram and you get paid. If you have that supplemental insurance, you get paid $125. So not only do you not have a copay when you get your mammogram or you have wellness uh, appointments, but you also get cash paid because the industry is looking at really having preventative care. What are the things that we can do to have preventative care? Right. Wow. Yeah. So, so important. So, point. is this something that you said something about October? Is that the deadline that people have to have this all together by October? No. No. No, but they'll be able to go uh, to the exchanges. They'll be open for business. Oh, they're open. So they should be open for business. You know, we're saying that now, but you know, everything every every day there's something new. Uh, in the news about things that have been delayed. It's a massive undertaking. I actually did go to a town hall uh, meeting and uh, saw the guy who does the shop exchange, which is for the small business exchange, and to build an entire website for every single business to go to to consume and specify their insurance is a massive undertaking. I mean, it took the insurance industry um, one of the CEOs, I can't remember which one it was, he said it took them over 100 years to create this kind of thing. So now they're trying to do it, you know, in a year to two years, which is just... I don't see how they're going to get it. how they can do it. And also, yeah. you know, during this town hall meeting, they were saying that um, they are spending billions of dollars on building these websites. So you can imagine the resources that they're throwing at that to get it done. So anything that we say can change is my point. <laughs> so they may have I, voted away or something, the whole thing. You know, uh, oh my goodness. So the goal was to raise one point one trillion. One point one trillion. But I'm wondering, just a question. I'm wondering if it's going to cost one point one trillion to get this up and running, because we're in the billions already and trying to get this up and running. And the industry, people who are selling insurance. Are are having to be you know like you said you have to be a genius to try to understand it all, and then the consumer is walking around going how does it affect me does it affect me how am I what's going to happen you know all of these questions we haven't even talked about the doctors yes oh, we uh, have not even touched on the fact that the impact will, the impact and how they will have to code every single malady or uh, reason for a visit, and you know, right now it's very complicated, but it's going to be extended by you know tenfold. And that the if you need a hip replacement, or in my case, I just had orthoscopic surgery on my knee right. two months ago, that the government will come back and tell me that yes, I need the surgery, or no, I don't need the surgery. That's another change that we we didn't talk about. Oh dear, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, wow. you you they're, are they going to come back after you've had it, or this is in the future? This is in the future. This is tentatively, and I'm going to say tentatively, uh, to be in effect January one, two thousand and fifteen. Well, is that the, is that what they were talking about, you know, how for old elderly people they were saying, you know, they're they're going to cut a lot of the um, help and extend their life things. I mean, where they could actually say, no, you don't get the heart operation or you don't get, I mean, they can actually decide what operations you're going to get? Or am I not understanding? Yeah, no, I mean, it, there are people who are in Canada who have to go and come to the U.S. to get surgery and health-related issues handled and it will be like, I see it like cosmetic surgery. Cosmetic surgery is a cash. You want cosmetic, that's elective. So you want to get that done, you better pay cash. So I see that the industry, the healthcare industry, if you want certain things um, worked on or you uh, don't want to go through the system, that you're going to pay cash. And uh, so from the consumer point of view, 
it's like, well, I'm going to get my surgery, even though I was denied, I'm going to go pay cash to get my surgery, my orthoscopic sur- surgery on my knee, or a hip replacement if I'm retired. Uh, and then for the doctors, I was speaking with a chiropractor, and he's converting. Right now, he's about close to 70% all cash, and he's looking to go 80 90% eventually 100% all cash. So he won't be, it won't affect him oh. with this whole health care system. And so the doctors who will survive and keep the income uh, will attract the cash buyers, doctors who are going to be subject to uh, the Obama Affordable Care Act, their incomes will substantially be reduced. Wow. Gee. That is, that's fascinating that it made it that far and didn't get, you know, blotched by the health, the insurance industry. It's fascinating. Well, you guys, look, you, you know, there, there's so much to this, and we really only have a couple minutes left. So we definitely are going to have to come back and, and set, set a series and talk more about it. So why don't you just give us a cherry on the top or something really of importance you'd like to share with everybody? Well, I'll I'll do my little um my little summary and that is that I don't think there's anybody who will not be affected by this. Um I think the doctors will be affected. We just talked about that. Uh individuals, small businesses, corporations, um you know, the insurance agents uh definitely, the healthcare professionals. So I mean, when you really look at the impact of this, I think it's appropriate you know, that we are talking about it. And I also think that um, anybody who's looking at retirement in the future has really got to think about this. Um, They've got to spend time planning, and no longer can they march into the future, you know, without really, really thinking about where is is their money going to go. And they're going to have to look at all of this. They're going to have to look at, uh, the fact of uh, that we are hearing that Social Security will be cut by 25% in 2033. You know, they're they're going to have to look at everything going forward and plan accordingly. So that's kind of my little summary, which is so big. It's like uh, oh, the whole world's been affected. No, in, in the United States, the whole United States. Right, but it does affect the world now because it's so global and it's it really. Yeah. It yeah, it has a domino domino effect. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. And to call Chris and Mary. her team because there are solutions because we're learning how to play the game. Absolutely. And get get a customized creative financial plan that's customized to you. In other words, you can talk to Lorraine and she'll She'll design something for you that that fits you, not just a generic, well, I can sell this because I get a big commission. You know, what works for you. So everybody that's listening, I want you to reach out. And, again, send us some questions because we, we're going to develop this a little bit more and get into it. So send a question, any questions to Chris, K-R-I-S, at Ready for Pre-Tirement. That's P-R-E-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T dot com, and it's K-R-I-S. Um, Reach out to, to Lorraine and Susan at Conaway and Conaway.com. That's C-O-N-A-W-A-Y and Conaway.com. And you guys are great. What a fun, fun show this has been. And I really, really appreciate having you guys Thank on you. Here. Thank yeah. you so much. Right. And, then, and again, my name is Chris Miller, and I'm the host of Ready, Set, Retire, and my book is called Ready for Pre-Tirement. So we've got some encouraging words today on why we want to be ready. So we'll look forward to seeing you guys again next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Out you can't take the curve at 85. My whole life flashed before my eyes. I braced myself to leave this world behind. 
There's a million questions raised across my mind. Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? From that moment I became a brand new me With the golden ticket to a better destiny And I told my heart there'll never come a day When I'd have to search inside of me and say Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? can be a voice of inspiration and my story finds you well cause when the curtain falls there ain't no second chances and you don't want to ask yourself did I live did I love did I matter to someone did I give everything I had to give did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? Did I matter? Did I matter?